we can start by doing things that's going to really change how we interact, look, and see each other in society. And that's something we could do. It's, it's free. There's no cost attached to this. There's no price on trying to be a better person. The only price that comes with if you decide not to do it. And that's ultimately your life. Welcome back to another episode of Ways. My name is Mohammed. I'm Osama. We are the realest podcast in the world, a people's podcast where not only can be heard and seen, but also learn and grow. It's funny because you know, episode 146 was supposed to come out last week, but again, I kinda it kind of fits with what we're with what we're gonna talk about right now. And um, so pretty much I was showing more a video about Sheikh Nu'man Ali Khan. And he's pretty much talking about sometimes you're going to face adversity. You may not understand what it means, but you're going to go through stuff. You don't know what it means at the at face value. And, you know, first question most, how do you feel about that? You know, through your adversity, through your experiences. Uh, yeah, good question. I think for myself, it's just like, I've been very lucky. Just people have been in my life, whether my dad and other people who've always told me like, it's only temporary. It's not permanent, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to Henry, who's the one who used to say that all the time. Uh, pretty much what I mean by that is that when something happens, do not react. Most of the time, we always react to something, good or bad. But whenever it's bad, we react in a way that is not conducive for us. And plus, it might make the situation more worse. You magnify the situation way beyond your control. So if anything happens, make sure to be settled, contemplate, and try to figure out the significance behind the event. And that's what we're going to be talking about, about today's episode. Like, some things that might happen if you were to be at ease and then realize that maybe the meaning and significance and implication behind this might arise in two weeks, one month or two months, then you come out of it as a better person, as a better individual in a partner relationship or family or work dynamic, as opposed to just reacting and just being like, hey, I can't understand this, so therefore I'm gonna make a problem for myself and everyone else involved. So for myself, Anytime something happens, whether I like it or not, I try not to react. And I try to realize that if I cannot realize what this means right now, either look, find questions, or try to reflect and see how this might come about in the future. What about you? You know, honestly, I think it's so funny because a lot of the times, not even funny, but I think more so interesting. Because yeah. I think a lot of the times you're going through something and you don't understand the impact it's going to have on you five, ten years. And I'm just talking about whether it's good or bad. But let's use it. Let's use it like what you think is bad could actually be a benefit to you in a couple of years down the road. So what you think you're going through right now is so negative, hypothetically, at face value, like, why am I going through this? Could actually be a benefit. So if you guys go down through your own lives, personally, I can't speak for anybody. I can speak for myself. And I can personally tell you for me through, you know, people in my life, like this amazing gentleman in my life, other people who have like obviously helped shape my thought process, my decision-making. I think that, you know, it helps to have those people in your life. One, because two is like, sometimes you're going through certain stuff in your life and you don't know what it means necessarily. I, there's a, and by the way, there's times where I've always said this to my friends, that think of the strongest person, you know, mentally, like, you know, this person does not break down. They still break down. And I think what really comes my heart is the unknown can scare you or can actually push you. So knowing, not knowing what's going to happen in the future for me is a fear, but yes, but for me, my fear is like, okay, how can I, how can I ensure that that fear is not negative? How can I learn from the situation? And also one of the biggest people, like this guy right here, because I remember I would always ask him questions back, like a couple years back when, when and I, I remember him, he was, he would always tell me, he's like, you know, your relationship with God is really important. And sometimes when you're in the unknown, 
you don't follow by what you know, you follow by faith. And that's a huge thing that people have to understand. A perfect example would be COVID. Now, I'm not talking about whether people believe it's real or not, uh, what about the science behind it, vaccines and stuff like that. I'm talking about the event itself. We all had to stop and we couldn't do anything. We couldn't go outside our homes, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's lives were lost. People were, were sick and all these different things, complications up until this day. I'm not here to talk about whether you believe it was real or not, the science and stuff like that. Just the event itself during that time, myself and everyone else in the world had to be home and isolate for yeah. a certain period, right? COVID, when that happened, reaction was not only the number one thing to do, is because we've never seen anything of this magnitude mm-hmm. on a global level. Yeah. So it was just constant reaction. What do we do? What's going on? People are dying here and there. People are getting sick. Your friends getting sick, your grandparents, like it was just such a headache, right? For sure. Because the thing is, you can't go outside. You can't have the life you want to have. And is this the beginning of something new? Like we can't go to the movies, get the Uber Eats, everything through your house, like groceries. At some point with the whole emergency act, like you can only go outside for groceries, medical. And like, it was just too much for a lot of people, right? Are we getting COVID right now? No. We're post. It's the post-COVID area. And the thing is, even though we've made it, we've got through, at that time, if you ask most people about this, do you think this is going to happen? Continuing, a lot of people thought it's going to be five years, 10 years, 20 years. People thought that the practices that was done during COVID was going to turn into this like, whole like negative Decepticon Transformer kind of universe. But that's not the case, right? We came out of it. And as we come out of it, we realize that this is the world now. Obviously, certain practices and rules and legislations and policies you might not like or abide to. But one thing that did come out of it was the world knows how to be more healthier. Yes, people might not practice it, but still a lot of people in terms of restaurants on a day-to-day basis are doing more things to make themselves more cleanier as far as food that they use, um, utilities and tools and stuff like that. Like That's something that was beneficial in a way that we might take for granted. And that's just one small example. So the point is, I know that's a whole like macro kind of level example, but the point is, if you take it on an individual scale, like a micro scale, a lot of people might not have been health conscious before COVID. And in such an event, they might've gotten really sick and coming out of it, they're like, you know what? I do not ever want to go through this again. Maybe I'm lucky enough that I didn't die or maybe I didn't have a severe health complication, but I'm going to do this day to day to make sure that I'm on top of my body, my health, and my mind, because that's all those things online, right? And by doing that, maybe that's the reason why I had to go through this event, just like everyone else. So everyone is going to go through different kinds of scenarios and tests, like Osama talked about. The whole faith aspect is to know that what you're given is only going to be given to you and no one else, and what's not given to you will never come your way. So by then, if you are understanding that God is the one who knows, sees everything, like he puts everything in place. Everything's proportionate, like perfectly. As far as what's going to happen to our lives, we're going to end up and die. There is no need to worry. Really, there's no need to worry. You can't control that. You can't control it. All you can do is just do the best that you can. If it doesn't come your way, don't worry about it. Just continue to excel. You know what's interesting about faith is, question for everybody, look at myself and you. When you were eight, let's go back to if if you're around our age, if you're eight, currently 18, but go back to when you're 18, if you're 18, think about this question because for the next 10 years, you're going to be thinking about it. You have a vision that you want to achieve something. 
factually, it may not be in the books because you're not doing certain things. But faith-wise, you believe you can go, you can go to it. So why is it, my question for everybody, it's like rhetorical, think about it. Why is it when you want to achieve something, the faith is strong? But as soon as we enter something, this is also for myself because we all have, we all have weak moments. Don't think for a solitary second that the two people talking right now don't question when we're going through stuff. No, we do question. But we go back to faith. We know that God has a higher purpose. So when you're going through something that doesn't make sense to you, it's like, why am I going through this? Why did so-and-so not talk to me? Why is so-and-so... Uh, not giving me a job. Why is so-and-so, why am I finding a hard time to get a job? Faith. So maybe that job is not meant for you. Maybe maybe that job is meant for you, but not at the current moment. Maybe that girl is not meant for you, but she's meant for you if you're down the road. Maybe you have to work on yourself. Faith is a key important because as Muhammad said eloquently about COVID, when COVID happened, I remember having conversations with Muhammad. I'm like, yo, it didn't seem like it was going to end because it was a new thing. Like for, we grew up, at six, seven years old, you know, like 18 years old, we had a freedom. And then we're like, yo, we're in our, we're in our prime. We're in our mid-20s. We're locked up. This is like the time we go have fun. You're out with your friends. But COVID was needed for a lot of people, in my opinion, because it changed. And I'm not talking about lockdown. I'm talking about me, me personally. It actually changed my perspective a lot. It made me, I'm like, what if we actually are locked off for the next 10 years of our lives? Life doesn't just stop. It keeps going. If I only thought about what COVID was versus about Okay, if I only focus on COVID, don't focus on my life. 10 years would have passed by like this. 2020 felt like it was yesterday. Was it not? Yeah, of course. That was like it was yesterday. Of course. And I think the key important is in my, what you guys have to think about is don't you underestimate faith. You know, I know I know it's definitely hard and like we all need to like see stuff for it to happen, but none of none of it if any of you if any of you have accomplished anything, you never saw it happen before it happened. It happened through faith. So when, when something happens to you, you don't understand it, go step by step. Try to, you know, try to absorb the information you have at the current moment and ask for favors. I don't like, I think I have a question for you. Why do you feel people have a hard time going to people for advice? What do you think about the, them? Is, is it because it emasculates them? Is it because they're scared? Is it because they have an ego? What do you think it is that people don't go when, they, when, they're, when, when they're in a situation of difficulty and they don't understand what it is? Why don't you think they go for advice? We've never seen anything where that was beneficial. What I mean by that is what you're exposed to. So think, I'm talking about the West only. Grew up in the West, the TV shows you watched, the artists you look up to, the culture, like TV shows, movies, all those stuff in a high school setting, elementary school setting, all these different things. What's the plot? Friends are friends and they always go through random situations and scenarios and who knows a boy likes a girl and back and forth and stuff like that. Whenever they go to a third party about the information, guess what? It gets exposed. So you're taught from a young age watching these visuals that going to someone and being vulnerable is not the thing to do. Like, for example, Mean Girls. Mean Girls came out 2004. That's a holy grail for a lot that. of girls. So, um, super bad for guys. Yes. Holy grail. So, it's just like being vulnerable in those movies shows you to be like this low kind of individual. Everyone makes fun of you. You're seen as less and all these different things. Being a tough, stubborn, ego-driven, only about yourself and the whole world gravitates towards you. You're seen as the winner, alpha, 
Everyone wants to be like you and with you, right? Mm -hmm. So by seeing this on top of the music that we're exposed to constantly with such themes and messages revolved around this creates this sense of cohesion that, yes, by myself, only focusing on me and how I can be great and make others love me for me, I am number one. If I continue or ever do the act of being vulnerable, exposing my inner truths to a girl, a guy, whoever, even my parents or whatever, I'm weak and that could ruin my reputation. This is something that we had to go through in the 2000s. That was a huge thing for like 2090s and prior decades. Like Reputation was... Reputation was everything. So that's why no one said anything. And when you... And guess what? Even real time, if someone found out about something about you, your friend in real time and exposed to everyone, it spread like wildfire. It was... Forget social media. It's pretty much like social media, like something like breaking news. By the time it's the end of the day, the whole school has heard about what happened between Uh this person, that person, the fight. Like, so because of that, yeah, preteens going to teenagers, high school, you don't trust anyone. You don't even trust your own shadow. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things. There's a lot of unlearning we have to do as people and society and stuff if we want to grow better. At this point, you are able to go to people as you should uh, because people need you and you need them. So things that happen is going to bottle up inside of you. You do not know how to get that out. You will react. You'll combust. Um, so I think that's the reason why we do not open up. What do you have to say about that? Because... You're a part of that era as well. You know, you mentioned something about reputation, and I think reputation, yeah, in high school specifically, in my opinion, because you know that's when you kind of stop building yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can either go extreme right or extreme left. That's how it is. But I remember reputation, like if if one of your, if let's say for example, because the thing is, there's always a crew. So there's the popular crew. There's like, like I think in our high school specifically, it's like a hierarchy. Hierarchy. Now, yeah. our, I think our high school specifically, like. Everyone was cool with each other at one point, but yeah, this, yeah. there was still a hierarchy in so, terms of like, so. if you had friends who weren't part of a popular crew, you weren't sharing with them in a public. You had to go in a private setting. Text was like, okay, I'll meet you, so and so, because it looks bad. You're like, yo, why are you chilling with those mans? But then again, it's like you're being a hypocrite because you're you're friends with them, but you don't want your other like friends to know, per se. And I think for me, what I would do when it comes to advice is. And I was I was actually talking to one of my old coworkers about this the other yesterday, and I said, no one expects you to go to someone immediately for advice. Sometimes you have to process information. It could take a month. It could take a year. It could take however long you think it needs to process in your brain. There's some people right now who are dealing with something which happened two three years ago and they're not able to get over it because just the the uh, the problem at hand. It's like too it's too shocking, and they still need to like. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I guess process. Of course. What it is that's going on. But I do generally suggest that if you know someone who has given you advice and who knows, and you know they've been through a lot, because a lot of the times we only go through, through people who go to people, sorry, who have only been there for, like, who've been through a lot and you can tell based off the words and wisdom that they give you. So my biggest thing is, I'm not, no, one, no one expects you to go immediately. And there's one verse I want to kind of go to from the Quran for all the non Muslims, I'll explain it in English. In Arabic, it says, from Surah Al-Duha, which means God will give you until you're satisfied. So in my head, stop focusing on the negatives because God will, in the same verse, God will say that if you're not losing, then guide you. So I think it's really important that there are certain people 
who are here to help you through the will of God. And I posted, if you follow me on my Instagram, I posted a story which said, never, like if someone comes to you in full confidence, never, if you, let's say for example, you end it with them, don't go and spread their things that they told you in confidence because God put them in that moment to come to you because you are their light and all their darkness. So make sure that you're obviously good because it's, not everybody has that blessing. And we kind of spoke about it early on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And you said something, you're like, you should be concerned if no one comes to you for advice. Because that means they don't <laughs> like you. They don't take your words. And there's nothing about, which, and that's a sad part. That's a sad thing. I remember you said that. I'm like, yo. Like, it's actually sad if no one comes to you for advice. Because that means you have nothing good to say. <laughs> yeah. To offer. Nothing good to offer. So you're offering is BS. <laughs> it's like, you know what though? Like, you know how sad, like, it's funny. Cause when you said that that day, it's probably one of the most, the, one of the most iconic. If there's like a 10, top 10 quotes of ways, that's it. It's like, if no one goes to you, you should question your life. It's too, too funny. But that's, but the thing is, um, I know we didn't talk about this, but I was going to say one pet peeve I have about this topic is that. I don't expect people to know if they're doing this because a lot of times when we do things, we're unaware, right? Yeah. But if you're one of those who are aware of this pattern, I highly suggest you stop. One thing that annoys me is that when something happens to someone, especially bad, yeah, whatever the level is from severe to mild to just minimal, they always question, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? Yeah, very true. Why is it always about you and not about the other person or the other entity involved? Mm-hmm. Yes, you were also a part of it. Hurt or pain came your way. But did you not say something or did something that caused and led to such event? So anything, like something happens to us, we always focus. Why me? Why me? Like, why did this only happen to me? Why could I have been prevented and stuff? It's just like, number one, it was going to happen. Number two, it's unfortunate that it happened. Number three, take this time to figure out, critically analyze, assess what led to this event. What would, what could have you done better in saying something, pulling someone to the side, walking away when you had all that time? These are the things we need to do whenever we are faced with trials and tribulations. Instead of saying, why me? Saying, how can I stop such things from happening in the future with someone else. We have to change the way we talk, react, and have such belief because it's one of those things, like like Osama said, the faith. Like I don't question because I know God is the one who put me in a situation in a dilemma. Uh-huh. So therefore, how am I to be judgmental or question such an act that was only meant for me to become better and grow as an individual if I take the time to educate and learn myself about it? Because if not, then who am I? Just nothing. I think that also to add on to your point with the whole questioning thing, I think there's going to be times where you question, but you got to immediately go back and like reassure yourself that there's a greater purpose. That's one. Always reassure yourself there's a greater purpose. Stop questioning and stop comparing, which is a huge thing that people do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely speak on that for sure. And um, and here's a perfect example because I want you to touch on it. Obviously, you know, for people who don't know, we obviously Muhammad is married. I'm not. Now, but if I go and I'd be like, oh, you're married, you're this, I'm not. Well, there could be something in Muhammad's mind that'd be like, well, man, someone has this like nice single life, which I miss. Like, I, I want that. Don't compare because you don't know what your friend 
is does not have that he want that you have that he that that you have that he doesn't. Yeah. Stop comparing. The thing is, by the way, this is how um comparison can ruin friendships. There's this there's this quote. It's like no one no one's above one another except when it comes to pieties. If you want to compare compare to someone who's more religious than you, say for example, wow, mashallah, Allahumma barik. This guy's prays five times a day. I can't wait to be like him, if not more. That's a good comparison. Yeah. But to compare about like, ah, man, this guy this guy gets things. Okay, well maybe you have a six figure job that he can't get. A newer car. Or a newer car he can't get. Or some, maybe you're some liked shoes some or whatever, shoes. Some like, some new Jordans. Something like. You gotta re-follow, repost my celebrity, like yeah, it's not. Something to yeah to lose the friendship over. You know? only you only learn that as you get older. Yeah, of course. Because you know when it's funny, I've always gotten told when I was younger, and it never made sense to me. They'd be like, "Yo, when you get older, when you get older, you're gonna lose your friends," and I'm like, "Impossible!" Because in my head, at 18 years old, I'm like, it's like that verse. Uh, from Drake, it's like, I don't see any squad trying to cross us or whatever. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> that verse did not live true because every single every single year, it seemed like someone was leaving the squad. Or I was, like, not talking to someone no more. I was, Or someone was coming back in my life who I never thought they were, they'd be, like, in my life ever again. So I think what you guys have to be worried worry about is, like, belief, faith. Just because someone leaves your life. And I can speak from pure, uh, when I say this fact, from pure... Uh, experience if someone leaves your life does not mean they're gone forever sometimes some people are gone forever for sure and they're not even meant for you they're not even good for you but some people will find their way back and i am speaking from experience i know he's obviously speaking he can speak on that as well but you guys don't compare it's, it's not a good habit why, why do you want to compare with your friends it's like the worst sickening disease you could do it's worse than freaking cancer yeah because there's really no point of you being friends with that person no because if it's supposed to be an exchange of ideas, connections, laughters, pain, like these are things like I come to you, vice versa. We bond over through sports, TV, anime, whatever it is. That's the friendship and it grows through the experiences. But if you take materialistic things and use it as another factor as far as what the value of that friendship possessed. Yeah, like what someone said, you're gonna go crazy because if it's not you and it's the other person or something small, like then it's like, that's not your friend. That's just someone you wish is less than you. So that person might as well be a slave to you. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, <laughs> it might as well the episode. Remember uh, the sweet love of Zach and Cody? Yeah. I don't know. Remember the episode when... Um, yeah, it was the episode when uh, London wanted to get friends, and Mr. Mosby told her like the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But she was yeah. paying everyone money. Yeah, she was paying. Yeah. And then once she exactly. didn't have, once she didn't have the money, something like that, like everyone left her. Yeah. And she was like all alone, and she was crying yes. and like whatever. I remember watching that as a kid, and I was just like, "These are lessons that stay with you for the rest of." I haven't thought about that in like fifteen years. But the point is, I'll never forget that episode because it was the lesson in itself. You don't buy friendships whether it's through money whether it's through status whether through people mm-hmm. like because those things come and go and people have alternative motives you might have a friend for 10 20 years and it won't be until something else you might find out why that person was friends with you yes it might suck but the point is you'll move on but if you think you could go about 
having meaningful relationships only based on a materialistic thing as the like the whole like bonding yeah you'll be sorry you'll be sorry because once that thing is not there anymore then you start to see why you're friends with that person or why that person's friends with you and it's meaningless i, I want to just add on to your point this is how i think everybody should know if they have a good friend or not listen very carefully if in your times of difficulty you were not able to call you're someone who you consider a good friend, family, and they can't pick up the phone and help you out, drop them. Because to me, a friend is not someone who goes out, oh, let's go party, let's go out, let's go to like hookah, let's go chill out tomorrow. No, it's not a friend. That's just you passing time. Because you could do that with by yourself, you could do that with whatever. A friend is someone who no matter what, is when you're, when you're, when they call you, hey man, I need your help. Not saying you have to drop everything at the moment. Yo, can you give me an hour? I'll be right there. Give me half an hour. I'll be right there. If you're, if you're able to drop it at the same time, boom, that's a friend. And in your hard times, they're there for you. In your good times, they congratulate you. They don't be like, ah, man, what do you get? Also, your friends also put you in check. Not the ones who be like, this love, they want, like, I'm not, listen, if you know me very well, I'm not someone who let you hear the things you want to hear. I'm going to be hard on you because I want the best for you. Also, in my head, it's like, I want to make sure that my friends are as successful as I am, if not more, by all means. But I don't, I, I generally don't think that, to go back to your analogy about London and Sweet Life and Zach and Cody, she always thought that money will, like, make people happy, but eventually, when that money goes away, you're gone. And it's always that same person, you know, it's like, I would, I remember as a high school, I would always have gum with me, because, like, you know, why not? Like, it's, it's like, you were the cool kid to have gum. And remember, I would always be like, I would give just, I would, I would never think of it. But then, I, like, think about it now for people who would get used by using gum because then I got so cheap. I'm like, oh, stop taking my gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would always want to give it because you just want to be noticed. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, here's some gum. Here's some gum. Everybody would do this. Like, especially like if you're part of the brown town. We know but on hindsight, it's like, it's like, if I didn't have that gum, would you talk to me? Exactly. You know, it's like, and if, if I walk down the road right now, are you going to say hi or are no. you going to ignore me? Not, you're probably going to ignore age, me. Yeah. But it's high school. It's like, there's a lot of hypocrisy. It's tough. It's tough. And that's the thing, like, as we're talking about this, once again, it's face value. We're not saying that me and Osama go through every situation in life. And then when it happens, oh, huzzah, like, we're just going <laughs> to go inside some, like, room and just sit there for 20 years and come out with ease. No, like, even something that might happen to us, we might react face value as well. But the point is, you want to make sure that you're embedding different practical steps. So if it does happen or occur you are not reacting in such a way that you could actually be transformative in your outlook and insight as well as the action that allows you to come out of it a better person it's all about growth at the end of the day we're not trying to speak for 30 minutes about things that's just information no these are things that are like tangible things that you can mm -hmm. use and implement in your life whatever happens whatever happens here two years from now that allows you to become a better person because by doing that, we really change. We always talk about how can we change the world? How can we change the world? Politics, this and that. As we know, most politicians, especially at a higher level, they're very hard-headed, stubborn in their decisions. So for them, they're very intent on what they want to do. So obviously you try to work with them, but at the same time, what can we do as people, individuals, collectively, more of us compared to them, we can start by doing things that's going to really change how we interact, look, and see each other in society. 
And that's something we could do. It's it's free. There's no cost attached to this. There's no price on trying to be a better person. The only price that comes with if you decide not to do it. And that's ultimately your life. That's crazy. And I guess to end off my point, because you just said some bars right there. You remember? You don't you don't follow up it's based off what you know because you only know what you went through. You do not know what you're gonna go through. So go through faith. Similarly, if there's like for the past couple of days in the GTA, it was hella foggy. You couldn't even see 10 meters in front of you. Yep. Let alone maybe a meter in front of you. Meaning that you follow by faith. So even when things are happening, they're not going your way, you continue to follow with faith and eventually you're going to meet your destination. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for supporting us all this time to episode 146. We're actually nearing 150, which is crazy. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Peace. You guys thought we were done? I don't think so. We still got to wrap it up. Please follow me at Kusa300. Follow my co-host Muhammad at Muhammad.global. Make sure to follow our page at Instagram. Also, make sure to subscribe to all our platforms. We drop every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Thank you. We'll see you next week.